tuning in to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, sleepyheads. Welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Hollow After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Talking about Season 2, Episode 6, The Abyss Gazes Back. I'm Matt Lieberman. Joining me as always, the panel's all here. Mr. Stephen Lemieux is hey, here. Hey, guys. Uh, Mr. Zach Wilson is here. What's up? And the lovely Miss Jackie Borowski is here. Holla, holla. Yes. Uh, and before we get started, we had issued a challenge to you uh, vis-a-vis... Uh, uh, iTunes reviews, uh, and you exceeded the amount that we had asked for, which means that uh, Stephen Lemieux has to uh, chug a uh, two-liter bottle of uh, tea because of the Boston Tea Party. Yep. <laughs> the Boston <laughs> drinking a lot Fanta of this. It's not Fanta because we decided to make it theme appropriate. We thought decided exactly. to make it theme appropriate. And I can't open it, so... Matt, use your strong hands. <laughs> is this continued music just like to to give us some stakes in this? Thank you. Strong and that was like the easiest thing Matt. in the world. It makes to it do. way more intense. He's so sweet. Yeah. Aww. Aww. What was your shipper name? Uh, Staffin. Was it? Staffin. 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 Terrible. Maffin. Stat. Maffin. Stat. Stat. Uh, All right, this episode is great. I'm gonna start drinking this because yeah, I have a lot I'm to gonna, get through. I'm gonna give him a punch over for calling me sweet because it's tea. I don't know if it's a sweetened tea or not. But I don't think it is. It's uh, unsweetened. It's not. Oh, okay. No, it's very it's, bitter. Don't, don't give it. Sorry. To him. Why don't very you bitter. when to go ahead and drink it? It's a jar. Yeah. Seventeen fifty. Oh, you're supposed to chug it, well, pal. Do doing, you want me to chug it? You're supposed to. While he's That's doing that, I have a question. Yes. Who is going to make Ichabod's clothes now that, that Caroline is dead. dead? I don't know. I had this concern this episode when I saw him in normal people clothes. When? When he was doing yoga. Was he in normal people clothes? He I didn't even like notice. He was in like yoga pants and a normal shirt. Oh my God, that's disgusting. Yeah. But just for like a mo like exercise clothes. Yeah. I guess. His exercise clothes. His under things. It's so cold. Steven, that bottle had better be hollow by the time the show's done. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sleepy. Oh. Two, two, one, two. That's 1850. <laughs> um, so, you know, this was, a, a, I thought, a solid episode of the show. And that's the thing. I, I've been having, like, a weird issue with this season. Every episode has been good. There have not been any bad episodes. But at the same time, I feel like it, it's not quite the show that I fell in love with last season. I still enjoy it every time that I watch it. But there's a few things that I feel like have changed. One of which is... Um, my, one of my favorite aspects of the show last season was how diverse the cast was. And uh, Frank Irving has been in Tarrytown. We barely ever see him. And when we do, he's isolated. Um, and uh, most of our, I don't know, John Cho's been basically missing. Every time we've introduced a new character, they've all been white. You know, we even just had, like, Abby's ex-boyfriend was Latino. Like, it was just, like, little things that, like, made the world feel a little more real to me. But, but... And less TV pretty. I mean, well, first of all, not every character's been white. We got our Latina police chief. 
But mm-hmm. she's barely on it, too. I feel like they're bringing in major characters that are just white. But it's really just... It's just Holly. And like, Corvin's son... But he's the whitest... Well, maybe they're maybe they're he casting. The maybe they're casting for how they want the roles, and not just based on race. But that's I none know, of my business. No, and I'm not no, making that I point. No one's making that point, Stephen. But see, I also disagree with that, just because there's a history of television where they're just like we just cast for the best person, and then that in itself is racist. So all the best people on television are white. Well, like, I just mean, I just mean in the sense of if you look at Holly from a character standpoint. Um, when I see the character, it makes sense to me. Like, it, I don't feel like it's a bad casting. So just because I feel like, like it's you. a bad casting, he doesn't I'm... look like me at all. I'm way not that good looking. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. I think I think Holly makes sense for for from a casting standpoint for him to be this this arrogant like bounty hunter t- kind of guy who uses his looks to get what he wants, kind of thing like that. I see it as like a surfer dude, very beach heavy. Um, and then you look at uh, what is the other character that they brought in? You look at um, Joe Corbin. He looks just like Corbin. His eyes are the same eyes as Corbin. I'll admit that that's really impressive. But, so those but like even our like day players, even like our you know like new character guest stars of the week, even like even the, the random, guys who got eaten, the, the random guys, the who rising got eaten random guys who got eaten, the guy at the bank that that uh, that. Ichabod was dealing with a few episodes ago. It's like even even those parts. I, I'm just saying it was something that was so that stood out so much to me in the first season to see it go away just as suddenly just strikes me as odd. And That's they all. have they have um, all new writers this season. Hmm. Uh, I met one of the writers for last season, and she was like, "Oh, I'm not working on it anymore. They have all new writers." And I wonder if that's part of it, or if like they whoever they're using for casting is new too. I think it's great. You know, I I think that yeah, there might be some room for more diverseness in the mm-hmm. cast. But we we're what are we like six episodes, seven, eight, six? We're six episodes in, and really the season hasn't really been about introducing a lot of new characters. We've gotten Joe Corbin and we've gotten Holly, like, and then we've gotten the the new sheriff. I mean, we really haven't been just shoved down our throats new characters every single episode. Uh, well, Except for I guess Mary and then Caroline. Caroline and, then- and uh headless now that we ha- now that he has a head, <laughs> Abraham von Brunt being more of a character. It, like it, it Do you think they'll bring back that character from last season that they had? The uh the black gentleman from I can't remember his name. From where? Wait, but it, what was the character? He was in the past. He was in the past with Ichabod, but he got killed. But I still think they can have the. Oh, oh, the guy that um. I remember who you're talking about. I mean, I don't oh, see in what context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's just difficult to cast extras from the South that aren't. I don't yeah, know. let's move off I, of this yeah. topic. Let's I feel like we've, we've exhausted the debate. Yeah. Um, let's talk about I like the show. I think it's great. We all like I, the show, I think Steven. My, my other... The other thing that... Comparing this to last season, there were so many mysteries to be solved last season, and it was more like national treasure, whereas this season is more like, okay, we know what's going on, we know we know what the overarching themes are. I, I would like a little bit more national treasure mystery thrown back in. Well, I feel like there are some, some mysteries, and they are making connections. I thought it was very uh, classic Sleepy Hollow and very cool of the show that the same crushed bone 
clone that turned yes. uh, turned uh, Corbin's son into the Wendigo is the bone flute that we were introduced to yes. a few episodes ago. And, and yes. that, like, more than I think a, even a lot of season one episodes felt naturally combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my only, one of my issues with the first season, as much as it was really good, was that a lot of stuff felt really convenient. Hmm. Like, Ichabod happened to be in the right place at the right time, to know exactly the right people. And, like, in this case, he knew... Daniel Boone a little bit, like before he has to go to the um, to the Shawnee and yeah. everything, but that didn't feel cheap. It mm-hmm. felt real. It felt like, oh, this makes sense that like somebody from that well, day knows this story. Well, because he has knowledge of the time. Yeah, yeah, it just. But that worked as much as like as much as like when Jenny comes in, like I heard about, I read about one of these things uh, back, and then I knew exactly. It this felt. It didn't feel constructed. It felt natural, and I really, I really enjoyed this episode. Well, what I'm liking about the series as a whole so far is that they're not. Everything's not just like like there's shows where you watch like Breaking Bad where every episode is a building, a building, a building, a building, a building. This this show is more of like it's a slow build for an overarching story, and then we get the procedural every week, and that's what I enjoy about it because they they don't. As much as things kind of are very convenient, that's just because they have to wrap that story in that one episode. But then there are the things that carry over that are going to be a season later or maybe five episodes later that pop up. And you're like, oh, oh. So I, I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying it. I guess I thought the shiny thing was convenient. So I think it's kind of a different opinion on that, too. Steve, mm-hmm. are you done with your drink? No. Yeah. Also, uh, I think that there are, you know... Interesting mysteries and things that that carry over from episode to episode in this season. I mean, for example, we have the Jingen. What is that doing to Katrina? I yeah. Mean, uh, I Hopefully, think, it kills her. Yay! <laughs> I think that you know, like one of the, one of the key things that's made this season different from last season is we have a clear antagonist who's on screen every episode. He isn't necessarily interacting with uh, our heroes every episode, however. But here's the thing: it looks like, and this is you know getting into predictions maybe a little bit, but like it looks like Done. next week Good job, one of the things that we've needed is for is for Henry and Ichabod, Ichabod to sit down and have a discussion. Yes. Which I think we're gonna get next Dad episode. To son. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like I think is so important and finally we're getting into it. Um I really, really liked the main plot of this episode. I liked reintroducing Corbin's son. I thought that the Wendigo was a very well realized creature. Yeah. Yes. Um and made for uh, a fun hunt and uh, a great reuse of the Masonic cell. Yeah, well it's a yes. great it's a great myth too. I like, love it. I was, yeah. I'm familiar. Like I was familiar with the Wendigo, this like Native American. It's one of the few Native American like monster like myths that's really like stayed. That's like fit into the pop culture lexicon that mm-hmm. people still write stories for. Like fiction, it's a fascinating it's character. Great. Like a dead, like somebody dead wandering the earth, like just killing. And basically, if you eat, if you eat the human flesh, if you eat human flesh, you become a Wendigo. Well, there's so uh, many is, variations yeah, of it. Yeah. Is, is more is closer to the original. Well, I like um, that they brought it back because if you go back into last season, we did have um, was it? Am I no? It was the show with with the with the Indian tribes and stuff, and then trying to work with the Native Americans to solve a certain case. I can't remember which case it was. I don't remember that at all. I don't yeah, I don't remember them working with Native Americans. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'll have to rewatch the season to tell you guys which one it was. 
Okay. Um, but, but I, re- I really enjoyed the episode. The character design on the Wendigo was, was, awesome. was awesome. Excellent. And the transformation sequence yes. was beautifully oh, done. Oh, yes. it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I Excellent. loved the, the, the D transformation in the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Looked really good. And, fe- and it was just like, because it was creepy. We got to see their reactions. And we got to see him just, like, melt. Well, I love that they didn't try to, like, they didn't try to milk it. Like, they really, like, just put it through, like... In five seconds, he's already transformed. Like, you have, you'll have, you watch, like, Teen Wolf, and you'll have, like, the transformation's going to take, like, three minutes, and, like, you walk away and go get something to drink and come back, and it's like, the nose is coming out, like, Hemlock Grove well, kind of style. Well, this episode had so much in it, it's like, they got to make it fast. Oh, yeah. the episode was just packed. That's why I liked it. But it made it so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing about it is that this big A story what's very smart and efficient storytelling and I would say smarter than the show has been lately is that it was used to forward both Abby's character development and Ichabod's character development directly by uh, exploring Abby's relationship with Corbin and how it may have affected other people and giving us a little bit more of how she became the Abby we know and love today and also putting that seed into Ichabod's head that no matter how bad his relationship with his son is, he is still his son. He still loves his son and he needs to try to reach out and communicate with him because no matter what terrible things he has done, he is still capable of change. I like that it's like a theme, it's a theme of this show and a theme of this season that, that characters are able to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. So, because for someone like Abby, who had, um, she was going to go to jail and she met Corbin and start, that started her redemption process. And parallel, like we have Henry Parrish, who you would think is far beyond redemption, but Joe encourages him, hey, go talk to your son. Just tell him you love him. Even if he's done these terrible things, you still love him. So let's, let's actually break down Joe a little bit because we, we get introduced to him through this random bar fight at a bar, which has more ramifications than we realized at the time because if they didn't break up the bar, if anyone started bleeding, he would have turned into a Wendigo right, right there and there. And, there. Um, and then he goes off, they talk to Abby a little bit, but then he goes off to dig up something in the forest and this is where they first see it running across the road. Mm-hmm. And it ripped open the rib cage of his friend. That was crazy. Which is basically what got them the viewer discretion advised, I think. Pretty yeah, much. Pretty, it was pretty grisly. You know what this reminded me of? That's, that's what it is. X-Files. This reminded me of, like, an episode of the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. I mean, Sleepy Hollow does have X-Files elements. You have the, you have Ichabod and Abby as Mulder and Scully. Yeah, the skeptic and the skeptic and the believer. It's always at night. You know, it's, yeah, I get it. Neither one's really a skeptic anymore, though. Right. Yeah. Um, so do we? Think- well, she gets to have her moment of like Daniel Boone, the guy with the with the <laughs> raccoon hat, Benjamin Franklin. You no, knew him. Does it to cover the scars yeah. on the back of his head? Yeah. Oh, Wait God. a minute. This woman is someone that you used to know, Mary, the woman that you used to be with. Like it's she has the mo- it's like it's the line every episode where it's like wait 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 wait. There is someone else from history that you are familiar with and intimately acquainted with. I, I, Shut the front door. We had a fan a few weeks ago, and I apologize, I can't remember who it was, who basically called Ichabod the Forest Gump. Of yeah, pretty much everyone. Yes, he yeah. has his little tour of history of the yeah. Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. He knows everybody. He's the mayor of the past. But it is just yes, it is. is it is justified though on the show. They don't ignore that fact. They don't just pretend like they'll they'll go along with it. Like they justify it in the fact that 
they were he was sent around to lots of people to apprentice with them because he needed to be trained in order to be the wit to be a witness. But where's Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> Where is Lieutenant Dan? Oh, you're right, Rock and Rontius, the Sandman. Rock and Rontius. They had to interact uh, with the with the Native Americans. Right. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Okay, Steve, you win this one. Yeah. I, I felt crazy for a second. I was like, was it Helix? I was like, no, it couldn't no. have been. Guys, that. we should all just tell Steve whenever he comes up with something that it's totally wrong, and then he should feel crazy, and then go home and be like. No, guys, I was right. <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the yes. night. Just yeah. kidding, I never get sleep. I got this tweet today that I thought was so funny until I watched the episode and I realized it was actually literal. And it was like, what did Holly do in this ep- episode? Abby, uh, Abby shouldn't be thinking about him. Ichabod got that cure, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, Ichabod got that cure <laughs> for what ails her. But no, it was uh, Ichabod was the one who actually got the cure from the Shawnee. Um, but it's true, Holly in this episode, he basically he uh, was he scoffed, uh, he smirked, he checked out Abby's butt. He felt real nervous when Jenny came in because that's what, totally what he was doing. And then uh, he introduced them to the Shawnee, and that's all he did. That's I mean, all did, he did. Do you need episode. him to do more? Like they brought him in because they need. Like he's becoming our sort of like an expert in like if you need to find something, he's your guy. But he's also he's our Frank surrogate, and I would much rather Frank is a far more interesting character to me. He's fueled by he tragedy. Is far more interesting. He's a better actor. No, no, no. Holly, Holly's got his own sense of tragedy. I just when to go home. He's he's been experiencing oh, tragedy. Nineteen dollars. When to go away? When to go home? Yeah. It's just look. I mean, Holly. I guarantee. I, I grant you that he could use some more backstory being mm-hmm. built. Um, he can be or flushed any out. Backstory he, he can, whatsoever. Well, we we get a little bit of relationship backstory, which mm-hmm. is the beginning of something interesting. He needs more time. More. He needs to be given a little bit more. But I like the foundation that we've been given with him. I like having an Indiana Jones type character on this show. I, I do too. I just wish that he was a better actor. <laughs> That's, Ouch. I'm just saying, and I hate to be that guy who's just harping, 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 but this was my favorite show of last year, and it's just sort of like, this is just like a blazing red flag. You wanna- and it's also because, I mean, you have already such a good cast, like... I mean, think of it. We have this one day player, Carolyn, who everybody is like, why did she die? Like, you're casting day players that are good. Like, that's how good this show is. Yeah. Like, not only is the main cast strong, except for Holly. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, you say that this character development is coming. I ask you, when to go? When to go? Would you say this character needs an overhaul? Oh my I would say that. They just need to know when to go big. 2050. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, when to go is a fun word to play We're with. We're gonna yeah. go whore. 21 bucks. I don't mind Holly, honestly. I have been saying this for the whole time. I know, I, know, I don't I know. mind Holly. I think, I think his character is what it's supposed to be. He's just supposed to be a guy who lives down at the docks, trades he's, he's all kinds of crazy items. He's literally money. Hansel from Zoolander. I mean, that's no Hansel from Zoolander is much better. Don't do that comparison because Hansel is hilarious, charming. It's like yeah, I know, I know some Shawnee. I like what we. I personally like what we have so far. I think he can get more. I think he will get more. I have faith in the show to give us that. My okay, que- my question. You're right. It's not there yet. Ish gets real. Is he gonna be 
helping them or running away? I think he needs a big experience before he'll he will help, but I think he eventually will. But there's like going to be a come to Jesus moment. Or for him. he needs a little, he needs a he needs a piece a piece of that um, just a piece to tempt him. Abby, a, a piece of that Ab- Abby Mills. Put a piece of that. Abby I'm not Mills. even acknowledging that. Anyway, is Abby Mills the piece? Hey Matt, <laughs> you're being me for a second. Uh, I, you guys, I'm not going to ship you anymore if you're going to start acting like each other. Jackie just, just, <laughs> just wants a little piece. On, the, on piece. the ship note, though, I'm just ignoring you. Great <laughs> thing about uh, witnesses. Yeah. On the ship note, um, I, I'm not feeling like... I know that Holly's sort of in there to be there for Abby. Um, I'm just not feeling any vibe It's a triangle, though. It's, it's where triangle. he likes Abby... Abby's not interested in him. Jenny's interested in him. And they're trying to throw this in as a wrench between the sisters, which I think is a completely useless, annoying trope. Uh, triangle trope. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about uh, more of more of what we liked uh, in this episode. I thought the idea of the Jingen is really cool. Where it's Jinkin. just... Jinkin. That was crazy. Yeah. And I was so mad though that he gave the Jinkin away, and I was like, Ichabod couldn't have switched it out with some other like. Right? Yeah. yeah. But I was then like, it turns into that spider. I'm like, spiders! It's just it's. It, like, I wore this shirt today. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Jinkin is literally taking Australia yeah. and putting it in her bottle. Yeah. And then seeing what comes out. Listen, if you are interested in getting the world's finest Jinkin spiders, composed of all of the worst poisons in all of history, why? Why don't you come on down to Spider Emporium? Nope. <laughs> it's the wrong, wrong network. Um, oh we could have just so. I mean, seriously, in that amount of time, like these guys have to know that Henry Parrish is good at what he does. It's true. So it's like you just take some red, like vegetable juice or something, put weird spidery crap in it, I was and then like, make a double. I was like, pour it down the sink, guys. Oh, hey, look, Henry wants this. Let's pour it down the sink. Don't pour it down the sink because then it's in the water yeah, supply. Yeah, then it'll murder people. Pour it on the dirt diluted. But, but then, then it's in, still, it'll poison it's in, the dirt. Yeah. Seal it in concrete. That's a good idea. Okay, Give it yeah. to Katrina. Oh, wait, they did. <sighs> I, that was actually one of the most exact. This whole episode was really exciting. But then when Katrina was poisoned, I was, I was torn between totally excited that I'm like, oh, hopefully she'll just eat this spider and die, and then we can bring in a different, better character. But... My other problem is that it looks like from the previews, spoiler alert, it looks like from the previews next week that sh- that she's, she's going to be in trouble. That she's and going like- to wear jeans. Jeans! Uh, wait, so can we talk about this now? Yeah. I, 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 I knew I Jackie was going to have like a torn, because if Another Princess go- Peach moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if Katrina's going to go bad eventually... I don't want it to be because of this spider. No, it looks or because like... of this potion or whatever. I, it needs to be. And like, it needs I, to be a choice. I, I want. Here's the thing. Katrina has not been as active as she can be on this show. I like the character. <laughs> not I at like all. the character. It needs more. And if it's gonna, if she's gonna go evil, it needs to be of her own volition, mm-hmm. like a mis, maybe misguided, whatever reasons for it. But it needs to be her doing it, not. Possession by evil spider. Well, I don't thing. think I don't think the spider is going to possess her in the sense of changing who she is. I mean, it looked like it made her pregnant. It looked like we're going with the with the the possession of here. You have Satan's baby trope. I think that's what we're going with it's, next. It's going to have a baby Thrones Thrones I think, like season two. I think 
I think we're going to get baby Demon Moloch. Baby baby Planned Parenthood Demon next week. babies. <laughs> Is yeah. that how Moloch comes to Earth? He's born as a baby and has yeah. to be raised? Yes. Moloch comes to Earth through oh, the unholy gate that, that is Katrina's so vagina. So Moloch is... It's Ghostbusters 2! <laughs> it's Ghostbusters 2. Vigo! Yeah, Vigo! Yeah. Okay, um, before we get even further off the rails, it is time to talk about iTunes. I say it every week only because it's the truth. Go to iTunes, rate and review the show. It's the best way for you to support AfterBuzz TV for what we do here. We put out the widest array of after show content anywhere on the web, over 80 hours a week, on time, every single week. And the best way to help us out, to help us get sponsors, keep our lights on and doors open, is go to iTunes, rate and review the show, even if you watch it on YouTube is the best way. And you get a great shout out. The uh, We have one review this week uh, from Tegan26. Uh, five stars. Anything but sleepy. I have just as much fun listening to this podcast as I do watching Sleepy Hollow every week. Shout out to Jackie Borowski who mentioned 1776 musical Ben Franklin for he is my favorite Ben. Aww. Yay. Yay. We got four more. What? You don't have it on yours? I don't have it on mine. All right, we got witnesses by Sonia Dyson. Do you think that Katrina believes Abby has powers? Because how was Abby able to help with the spell? See, this is a good theory was, we had on YouTube. Yeah, someone on YouTube wrote that, and I'm sorry, I forgot who wrote it now, um, that... Abby said she couldn't do the spell without a witch, but then uh, Abby's like, or, "I hope I mean, a witness Katrina will work." Can, mm-hmm. And then I hope a witness will work. And then Abby comes in and is able to do the spell that Katrina said she couldn't do without a witch. So Interesting. We're we're, we're thinking at this point that Abby oh. might have powers. How sick would it be if by like season seven she's like a warrior mage and she's yes. like got a gun in one hand and a spell in the other, oh. and it's basically really Diablo? Did. She's already really like. You mean, okay. you mean Hellgate London? Yeah. Yeah. If that's we, I, I know this is probably a stretch, but like we see how good she is at yoga in the beginning and it's like you would think that if you're a witch you have to like like be able to like have meditation very good meditative powers all right continue on five stars from, from little miss sammy fantastic i look forward to this podcast every week and i can honestly say it's nearly as fun as the sleepy hollow show itself the hosts are hilarious insightful and so wonderfully diverse in opinions especially on the topic of, of one arguably useless red-headed witch jackie matt jackie and matt make it interesting steven supplies the puns and they all work together to put on a great entertaining podcast although i'm personally offended that nobody has considered the hilarious pun that could have been put into play had you decided to call your predictions headcanon but I digress. Keep up the great work. Wednesday Morning Ritual by Amaria86. I really love you guys in the podcast. Actually breaking down the episodes and giving you amazing and hilarious commentary. And I listen to this podcast during my 20-minute drive to work. And always makes my Wednesday comment all the more enjoyable. Punjar and Purgatory Prom are the best on a personal... Is somebody blowing on my neck? No. Or honestly, Romance. on a personal note, thanks to Jackie B, Matt L, and Stephen L for taking time to reply to my Sleepy Hollow tweets and ramblings at AP Gonzalez eighty six. You guys really care about the fans; it's totally appreciated. P.S. Love Zach Wilson too. Great addition to the podcast. Huzzah! Thank and you. long lives after the Sleepy Hollow. Tally ho, Punjar. Tally ho, Punjar. And then Tiff seven two two. Love, love, love your podcast. You guys actually like Sleepy Hollow, and it shows in your enthusiasm. Seriously, can you guys watch and recap all my favorite shows? Keep up the great work. Five stars. Will you? watch and recap all my shows. Wonderful. We love Sleepy Hollow. We want it to be the best show it can possibly be. And, uh, you know, we finally got some movement on the Frank front this week, which actually made me really happy. I liked all the Frank stuff this week. Yes. Where... What, his first scene felt almost like it was what was left of his last scene with Henry. Yeah. A little bit. Like, it felt like a scene that was cut from a previous episode. Yes. Um, but basically that uh, the man who 
who uh, hit his daughter while drunk driving, who put her in a wheelchair for the rest of her life, is in Tarrytown with him. Why a guy is in a psychiatric facility for being a drunk driver is beyond me. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just going to assume that. That, that Henry put him there as temptation. Right. Um, and well, he's like, the only way that you can get out of your soul being mine is to kill a man. And I love how much nonsense this makes, where he's basically <laughs> trying to, like, tempt him by... You would think that, okay, if we're dealing with, like, a heaven and hell situation, killing somebody... And Frank says he's not going to kill an innocent person. And yes, this person's not innocent. But at the same time, it's like, Frank always looks for the good in people. Mm-hmm. So you you put him in this situation where um, where he's like, oh, you kill somebody and then you get out scot-free... No! Killing somebody does not negate, like, your soul being owned. Well, the, the interesting thing about this... Shouldn't you have to, like, make a room full of puppies to, like, I, get I, your soul back? I feel like if Frank kills, um, if Frank kills the guy, he doesn't, he gets his soul back, but it only means that his soul has gone to Moloch because he killed somebody. But what, or... What what if Henry's just straight up lying? That's yes. what I thought. I like, thought he was just straight up lying. What if he doesn't actually own his soul unless he kills someone? Like, he has to oh. kill someone in order to complete that. Because he straight up lied to Joe. He said he had a cure for him. And then he's like, I gave you the cure. The only curse is humanity. Ah! Dude, that was such a that was such an awesome fringe moment. Joe yeah. should have also known not to trust this guy. I know. We spend five minutes in a scene with Abby where she's just like, you know what? Your, your dad, Frank, I mean, not Frank, um, Corbin just really loved you. He really loved you. By the way, did I mention he loved you? And he just didn't know when to go. Mm-hmm. But he went away while you were on tour. Oh, yeah, 22. And he really loved you, and we're going to help you no matter what. And he also... Come with me. I have your cure. Sorry, Abby, I got to go with him, because this well, is what... Well, I mean, when you add that to the scene uh, earlier when... Um, the first Wendingo scene, mm-hmm. where they they find the bodies near Joe, he's saying that his dad knew something. So he knows... He knows he knows a little bit about what's going on, whether or not he knows like exactly what's going on, or mm-hmm. he just knows there's some sort of weird mystery. It's like if your dad w- was siding with Abby with all these weird things going on, why would you hand that Xbox with the Jenga in it, Jenkin in it, Jenga, Jenkin? You owe me a Coke. And it to to Henry. Uh, mention on that because we didn't actually we didn't actually. It did look like an Xbox when he pulled it. We didn't the actually get that information because remember when they do find him, they said, um, "My dad said it would kill us all." My dad said it would kill yes. us all. But we never really realized because he wasn't <laughs> cursed before. Yeah, he wasn't cursed. Like how would his dad say it would kill us all if he wasn't cursed when his dad was around? So what was he <laughs> referencing? Corbin Stop. saying it would kill us all. Man. I don't know. I don't know. Why are you (laughs) winking at people? (laughs) So creepy. I'm glad you don't have the mustache anymore. Because he's the thing that's going to kill us all. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the Jenkin in human form. Um, Maybe you're what Katrina gives birth to. What? Um, (laughs) Continue. Continue with what you were going to say before. No, this is a really good point. So, but what if maybe he was just raised on these myths? So, like, he knows. 
the idea of monsters of the Wendigo. No, he said he had no idea that's what it was. He was like, I, the thing I am has this? a name. Yeah, he yeah. Didn't know that. We we're not entirely sure what that was. We, I wanted to go back to I want to go back to Frank because that's a kind of what we moved on to just real quick. Um, he, I love the scene where he sits down with the guy and he's like, uh, look, I don't want to kill you. I just want you to apologize. And this guy is just the lamest, weakest, sauce, worst, worst person like- ever. Yeah, Marcy or Macy, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sorry, whatever, whatever. And it's like, you put her in a wheelchair! Be sorry or don't be sorry. She don't put me in here. He like blames her for putting him in jail. She should have gotten off the sidewalk. It's mm-hmm. just like, seriously, like, I can't imagine someone who goes through that situation and doesn't have any ounce of guilt. Mm-hmm. It's just bizarre. He is in a psychiatric yeah. ward. That is true. Yeah, so uh, Frank grabs him and starts throttling him, and we get to see, again, a, like a glimpse of that weird quasi-future yes. future Frank, which I feel like it, it comes out of like a video game or a trailer or something. It's like all <laughs> super weirdly yes. bright, and he's got like machetes, and there's fireballs. That's <laughs> his future if he goes forward with it. It's like, a right. Super Mario he's nightmare. Getting, yes. He's getting closer and closer to... to If he kills a guy, that's his future, and he's one step closer to it. Um, he's if he just loses it one time, and he finally, finally lets Abby know, hey, uh, so my soul isn't mine. <laughs> Even though yeah, I feel like he found that out a couple episodes ago. Hey, I got my <clears throat> phone call. Did his one phone call? Maybe he wasn't allowed to make his one phone call until now. Maybe I feel like he got multiple phone calls before <laughs> he was being put in isolation for trying to kill someone. He even got like a visit, yeah, personal visit, visitation. Yeah. Hey, by the way, sold my soul away. Peace. Maybe he By felt way, though at so this point. So at this point though, it really hit him that he's in a situation that he can't get out of, and he has to be honest about it. He was probably trying to figure out how to get out mm-hmm. of it before. True. Uh, what do you think he's gonna do now though? Like, because it seemed like he has resigned he himself to the fate, and he's not fighting anymore. So lock what's... himself away. I think his plan is to do nothing and hope that that prevents him from ever falling over to that side. Yeah. So you, like there's there's tons of stories of the the mad bishop or whatever it is um what is it? Um very old stories I can't remember. The mad king Aerys Targaryen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that's exactly what I'm... Who was killed by Jamie Lannister? Like an old monk who, said he, who yeah, said he had yeah. seen demons, so he wrote the book, he wrote this book about, like, the demons and, and hell and all this while he was locked in the cell and just crawling in into the, into the words on his cell. And I feel like we might be getting some kind of character... Scrawling like, words on the wall, you mean? Yeah, like some kind of character like that out of Frank where he he knows things that he's writing out on the wall that all he can do is just stay in this cell. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. Uh, in any case, by by episode's end, we have we have cured the Wendigo. Uh, we get this moment between Abby and Ichabod where he he does the spell. He thinks it doesn't work, and he he pushes her to try to move quickly and kill this thing when she refuses. And the spell works like a little delayed reaction spell. And uh, I feel this like this whole episode was a nail biter, though, because it's like you have the oh he's turning and this is his last chance or whatever. Oh my gosh, I was at the end of my seat. I legitimately thought he might get stuck in a window as yeah. a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me thought, like, what if he like learns to just become the Wendigo and he becomes like they're like <laughs> they're like super- Wendigo pet. No, we already have we already have 
Frankenstein on the loose. Aww, I oh, yeah. like they could, we could be building this little mini army of monsters to battle. Uh, I forgot about Franklin. But that's the thing is that is that Henry Parrish says you're a creature of war, which would mean that if we had this creature, it would be on his side. It would not be on Abby Maybe. or Ichabod's side. But so Franklin's side, you could argue, is a creature of war. Yeah, but the, the Wendigo did not have any knowledge of anything. Not in this form. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was thinking... I, I'm not still thinking it. Can I just say how haphazardly people are just okay with, like, slicing their hand in half? Yep. <laughs> like, Lots of it. This whole episode. Hey, Joe! Joe! I, uh, I was, like, cracking up Zach, because... we gotta get a Wendigo. <laughs> Yeah. Joe, because they're running around the street. Because okay, we've we've set up that you don't have like he has such a keen instinct that he can smell blood no matter what. And I just love the idea of them cutting their hands and then running down the street and waving their arms in the air as if like if their arm w- was like down by their side, he it wouldn't would be able to smell it. <laughs> yeah. smelling it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like we're the unique, you know you know maybe just like a little little cut. You don't really need to go like down deep into your hand and be bleeding profusely and like. Hey, but when do you need to go? Twenty one dollars. I think we're twenty three. This is really, the, really this is really the Sleepy Hollow show because we're all sleepy. We're all sleepy because it's PM. very very late. And it's warm in here. Uh, it's I, like I do, an incubator. Yeah. I do feel like though there's a lot better places you could cut yourself, like other than the place where you have to hold a lot of things. Yeah, they yeah, could just. Where would you cut yourself? They could just cut like Holly and drag him along. Okay. Yeah, just cut cut Holly and drag him around by the hair. <laughs> Gosh darn it! Can I just say that like. I like that when they when we finally like mention Katrina in a way like oh we could get Katrina's help oh she's useless without her familiar it's like yeah yeah what was her familiar was it that bird she it was that had? dang bird she'll send another note that's like a text that just says K yeah <laughs> um, K yeah help Henry K, all right making berries so the oh. final scene is the spider going into her mouth and we're like. Ah! So let- I have, sorry before sleeping to Navi I didn't mean to cut you off okay. but I still think it's weird that. Aside from the fact that they're whitewashing the cast, I still think it's weird. Oh, thanks for turning the AC on. Um, I think it's weird that they, that Joe, after seeing all these things, wants to just go to Quantico instead of being there to help. I would be so intrigued. I'd be like, I want to stay here and do my dad's work. Instead, he's like, okay, that was weird. Bye, guys. I really like that recurring guest star role, but apparently they, (laughs) they didn't, they didn't like me enough. I mean, it would be... Would you rather have Holly or Joe? Joe. Joe. In a heartbeat. Well, Joe, in a heartbeat. He can know know about artifacts. His dad taught him stuff. Joe, in a heartbeat. His dad left artifact stuff in his will. I do, yeah. I do think it would be an interesting little ship if uh, Abby and Joe started... uh, Weird! She was his babysitter! Hey, they're all, like, old now, so it don't Mm -hmm. matter. Hey, Uh, mm -hmm. Jackie. It would be weird, but it could be awesome. Hmm. Joe might not want to go, but he sure knows when to go. Oh, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna okay, call that, that. I'm gonna call yeah. that 2350. And now I'm gonna say predictions, predictions of, of next week because we mentioned the spider. Uh, and then we're gonna do a quick sleeping to Navi, and we're gonna get out of here. I'm shipping Joe and Wendigo as Wendigo. <laughs> They're the same person. How is that? 
prediction. It's not a prediction. You can ship Jack so, Hyde as Jack Hyde. Uh, so uh, next week's episode appears to be all about saving Katrina and getting these two crazy kids back to loving each other and stopping being mad at each other. Uh, well, and she gets out of the house. And so is wearing can... jeans. <laughs> she is wearing jeans. Well, is no one else. They show her no, the hot that's, thing. Hold on. Hold, that's wait, totally man. my sleeping to Abby, too. Uh, but wait, she... Uh, what was it? Oh, she goes to the hospital. Yeah. I'm imagining that she, she's in the hospital. They put her in the, the, the hospital gown for wh- whatever they have to do. They steal clothes from somebody and just go. Got it. Okay. Um, so I well, don't think it's like we actively, she actively I was find like, it Geez. weird that this Jenkin that's supposed to be so powerful takes a long time to kill Katrina. I mean, but it's seriously. Maybe, but... but just be it is, it is a powerful poison, but that doesn't mean it's its only quality. Yeah, uh, the the flute from the thing turned a guy into a wendigo. Um, it's so true. I think that Henry yeah. does have knowledge of the how these things can otherwise be applied. Like if you just put a little bit of liquid in somebody, they would die really quick. If you pour it all out on a platter <laughs> and <laughs> it turns into a magic turn it spider, into a magic spider, yeah, spider rasenga. Different Rasengan. properties. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do you think is going to happen, Matt? I think that uh, it's she, they're trying to make her have uh, a, a Moloch baby, and I think that it will be stopped by episode's end. Uh, I would like to also think protect, predict that the, Katrina gets out of the dang house and now has to be a part of the team, and it's real awkward. There are many benefits <laughs> to being the mother of a living god. Oh my god. <laughs> I think... Uh, Ghostbusters too. <laughs> I think the spider is kind of a control device. Like, I think it, they want to control her with it, or Henry wants to control her with it, or... Ew, so, like, she has sex with Headless, and Ew. that's why she's pregnant? Oh. Like, he controls her into doing that? No. Is, can she see his head while they're having sex? Because she'll have to wear a yes. green necklace. <laughs> is he... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Gross. Okay. Uh, ladies, gentlefolk, welcome back to the another edition of Sleepington Abbey. All right, uh, let's get that music on. Yeah, what? can it's we get the, uh, the, 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 the the Downton Abbey the, the, theme, the, the, please? Oh, well, they're gone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Previously on Sleepington Abbey, many townsfolk were scandalized at the thought that one Katrina Crane had committed many, many sins. Twas most scandalous. Most, most scandalous. scandalous. They now gathered to talk about the latest rumors and wanderings of one Katrina Crane in the little Habersham of of Sleepington. Habersham is not a a name for a township. Uh, Good folk, I've heard the most dreadful rumor of one Katrina Crane. Do tell. Do tell. She was caught in the public square wearing jeans. Oh, scandalous. Most scandalous. Scandalous. Yes. How could she be betrothed at that point? <laughs> uh, I heard that Katrina not only was wearing jeans in the town square, but wore black before Labor Day. <gasps> Scandalous! Absolutely terrible. Terrible. I that she went into Labor after Labor Day, after wearing those jeans, with Moloch's baby. <gasps> My word! Oh, scandalous! Everyone scandalous. knows that Lord Moloch is, is betrothed. 
I heard that Katrina Crane went to mast for Ash Wednesday and wiped it off before the service was complete. <gasps> Most scandalous. Scandalous, scandalous indeed. Can we get that can we get that theme back? Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, guess no. Not. no. All right. I think I think that's enough. <laughs> oh, it's back. Yes. Will Katrina Crane be thrown out of Sleepington? Will the townspeople ever get more wine for their drinks? Will she eat a bug that kills her to death? (laughs) Yes, all of that and more will be answered on the next installment of Sleepington Abbey. It's hard to make things for that when... It's only about Katrina because she doesn't do anything. Because, <laughs> like, my whole thing, I was going to be like, in the pub, I heard there was some fisticuffs between a new man. You've heard of that Corbin lad, his son. Well, Most Katrina, scandalous. Katrina could overhear that if she was any good at overhearing things. Okay. Uh, um, Stephen Lemieux, where can the Her people find you? Her detect useful information skill is negative five. Yeah. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, or just follow Matt Lieberman because he usually retweets me every single day because he loves me. I do Aww. love him so much. I'm Hashtag Maffin. Maffin. Uh, you guys can catch me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N and here at After Buzz uh, I've got Grim Agents of Shield uh, Resurrection Doctor Who Classics tune in guys I'm at one two three Jackie underscore B on Twitter at one two three Jackie B all one word on Instagram okay and you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman that's M A T T L I E B E R M A N you can also find me uh, on YouTube on SourceFed SourceFed Nerd and on my personal channel YouTube.com slash Matthew D Lieberman folks thank you so much for joining us we'll be back next week with an all new installment hopefully a little less punchy good night from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Good night, sleepyheads. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 